everybody. Welcome back to We Are the Batman. My name is Mike. And this is Matthew. And today we're doing another uh, what Matt has so lovingly dubbed the re-sequel, where we're going to take a movie that has a sequel and give it a new one. And last time we did Batman Forever. We uh, just nixed Batman and Robin out of the universe, which is probably for the best, and gave Batman Forever a new sequel. This time we're doing the same with a Batman film of my choice, and I'm going with 1989's Batman, directed by Tim Burton. We're going to just nix Batman Returns out of the air, and uh, and we're going to give it a brand new sequel. Now, do you, uh, now that you've kind of said you're nixing Batman Returns, is that just in fun of this game? Or do you have, like, are you not a fan of that? Do you like it? And this is just for fun? How do you feel about Batman Returns? Just real quick. Um, it's a little bit of both. It's not my favorite batman movie out there it's definitely not my least favorite but it is one that when i do watch it uh, you know watch it again i i every kind of scratch my head just kind of like a lot of choices were made like you <laughs> see something happen you're just like that was an active decision to do that um and it, it feels just a little overstuffed so hopefully we can give something that, that and again playing with house money here so uh, yes yes just having a little fun okay well then I'm asking you this question um, in that, well, I don't know why I'm being so verbose about it. I'm just thinking like you are 10 years younger than me or 15. I'm 48. How old are you? Oh God, I'm 33. I didn't realize I was that much younger than you. Okay. So yeah. So with that, so yes, I am very much so. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that means there's, you did not see this in the theater. You saw this later. No, cause yeah, cause, cause, uh, Batman 89 came out the year I was born. So I Don't saw do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it came out. Yeah. I, I saw it much, much later in life. Well, not much later. Life. I was like four, but so was it the first Batman movie you saw? I, you know, I honestly don't know what my first Batman was because, you know, when I was growing up at the time, Batman the animated series was on TV, but there were still reruns of the Adam West Batman. The movie, the Adam West Batman movie was showing on syndication and Batman 89 had existed for several years. And I remember Batman Returns coming out in theaters because they had the toys and stuff at um, McDonald's. So it's, yeah. it's hard for me to say kind of where my first Batman was, but it, this was all kind of lumped in about the same same time in my life. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you're right. Like, uh, by the time you become, not to be weird, but like aware that this is a thing, he's everywhere. I mean, back, yeah. that first, this first Batman movie does kind of bring him. I mean, he's always been in the zeitgeist, but this, like, now you've got the shirts, you've got the cartoon, you've got movies. So, yeah, I, I can, I can see that. Okay. No, it just, it did dawn on me, like, no, he probably did not see this in the theater. No, nope, um, but, but you know what? I, I have always said that I'm deaf. I was born in the wrong decade that I, I very much um, am a, am a child of the eighties. I'm a lover of the eighties and uh, Batman 89 is, is one of my favorite Batman movies. Okay. So you're, you're kind of like, so Michael Keaton is your Sean Connery, James Bond. You grew up with him as Batman. Kind of, yeah. I mean, when people, every time I hear people tell me about all the backlash that Michael Keaton received for being cast as Batman, it just doesn't click with me because I've always known him as Batman. My first exposure to Michael Keaton was as Batman. So to me, he's always been Batman. So when I hear people say, like, I can't believe they, 
they was so they everyone was so mad they picked michael keaton it just doesn't make sense because it's like he's so good and that's all i've ever known him as yeah yeah well see i was a fan of his so like mr mom was in constant rotation at my house as was beetlejuice so when they announced him as batman you just had that collective like huh yeah <laughs> really are you sure and, and, and in retrospect i get it especially now that knowing things that i know now like at one point they looked at bill murray for for this for for 89's batman um which i can't even begin to wrap my head around that concept but no. you know obviously they were looking to take someone i guess in the comedy realm and 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 transition them over to dark drama it's it's, it's a weird goal to have but that's what they were going for i mean it's Take it or leave it as far as your feelings about what Tim Burton does with Batman in this franchise. His big thing that I can recall is he just felt like Michael Keaton seemed to be psychotic in his eyes. And you had to be partially psychotic to even dress up as a bat. And that was what drew him to casting Keaton. Because remember, Tim Burton directs him in Beetlejuice. So this is his next project. If memory serves correctly. So that's that's why he brings Keaton in is he just felt like that was the quality he wanted from Bruce Wayne. Well, it makes sense. Batman's nuts. I mean, I love Batman. Batman's crazy. He's insane. The things he does are not the actions of a, of a well-adjusted human being. But that's kind of why we love him. Uh, I mean, I, I would don't know about nuts, maybe intense, focused. He's nuts. He's nuts. He dresses like a bat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of crazy. So... <laughs> So, but but this is definitely your favorite of these first four, or favorite of all Batman's of these first four. This is by far my favorite. Um, Batman, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever are both kind of on equal footing for me. Where I'm like, they're fine. Um, you know, I wouldn't kick them out of bed for eating crackers. Um, and Batman and Robin is an unmitigated disaster. But so it's it's a low bar. But also, this movie is very good not just when compared to the other three. Well, and I will have to, I do have to admit because we, uh, you know, you know, I've discussed it before is a couple of years ago when I was doing this other podcast, we rewatched a lot of these movies. So I had to go back and watch all four of these Batman movies. And it had been a long time since I'd watched this. And even though some of my personal issues with the film are still there, I was surprised that there was two things that really surprised me. Number one was just how, damn charming michael keaton is as bruce wayne mm-hmm. like i cannot take that away from him. as a bruce wayne as the way he pulls that off he's amazing but then yeah like the things i have issue with aside the movie is even there's nothing in this movie that is total crap and over the top like i have to like batman forever though it's my favorite it's because of the batman stuff but you know riddler and two-face are just ridiculous uh, and you don't have that in this it is an even film. Um, so, I mean, it, uh, I can't I can't knock you for liking it. I can knock the costume. <laughs> you know, but the I, costume, the costume is what it is. It's very much a product of its time. Correct. Um, I, you know, if we ever see this flash movie make it to theaters in <laughs> some way, shape or form, I'm very curious to see the full because I know they've done some redesigns to Michael Keaton's suit for his take on Batman in this movie. I'm curious to see what that actually is going to end up looking like. It, but again, that's if we ever even see it. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. I will never after that. We'll never see Ezra Miller as Flash or anything else ever again. Honestly, God, I hope not. <laughs> but, Be done. 
but this isn't the Ezra Miller's an idiot podcast. This is, we no. are the Batman. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So, so you like Keaton as Batman. You I do. You, you love this movie. I um, do. what, like aside from Keaton as Batman, who is kind of your favorite person in this movie? Do you go to Jack Nicholson? Do you like some of the other people? In 89's Batman, I mean, it's a toss-up between Jack Nicholson's Joker is absolutely iconic. It's fantastic. and um, But also, I mean, Billy D. Williams' Harvey Dent is such stellar casting. Yes. And it's a pity that we didn't get more of him, which we're going to get into it in a bit here, is going to play into my take on, on the idea of a new sequel for Batman 1989. Yes, I agree. I think this is where... I think the I don't want to say the crime of this movie, but one of my big problems with this movie is that by the time this movie comes out, all of the supporting cast of Batman have proven to be capable people. You know, Batman Year One has already come out. Dark Knight has already come out as far as the comics concerned. So to kind of backseat Harvey Dent, Commissioner Gordon, all of these characters to just not bumbling idiots per se, but just guys who are not actively helping Batman was one of my biggest problems with the film. But at the same time, it doesn't matter what Billy Dee Williams does, you know, in the iconic words of, of the guy from uh, Silicon Valley, you know, that dude F's. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. I mean, he is always going to be the coolest guy in the room. It does not matter what is happening in that room, he will be the coolest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Even he's he was in a, a an episode of Modern Family. And even then, you're just like, oh, yeah, he's he's awesome. Like, he's just fantastic no matter what he does. It's 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 just it's delightful. Yes. Now, it, it, do you have a favorite sequence, like a favorite thing in this movie? Like, is there a whole like, are you a big fan of the Batmobile? You fan of the fights you a fan of some of the scenes what 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 is kind of that thing that gets you so i love the design of the tim burton batmobile i think the tim burton batmobile is just some just some chef's kiss uh production design for a batmobile i love the look of it and i love the look of the bat cave how it's very simple and simplistic um there was and i don't i don't have the name of who did it but there's these independent game developers developed basically a Batman 1989 game, like proof of concept demo that was modeled similarly after the Arkham games, but all the aesthetic was based on the 89 Batman and it, and it looked flawless. And, you know, obviously for copyright reasons and all that, it never became playable, but um, it was an interesting idea to see. And so I love the design of everything, but my, my favorite sequence in this movie has always been and always will be, everything involving the museum and the subsequent car chase and fight that happens in the alleyway afterwards, that whole brick of minutes in this, in this movie is some of just, it's just great Batman stuff. Everything from uh, Joker and his gang, you know, uh, vandalizing the artwork and, you know, uh, Batman swooping in, saving her doing the cool car chase and fighting the alley to the, you know, where does he get all those wonderful toys? I mean, there's, so much good stuff in that chunk of time. It's always my favorite part of the movie to watch. Yeah, there's letting Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson <laughs> in that yeah. moment. And just like, dude, just go, go do your thing. We, we're just going to follow you do it. 
don't, you know, I think that um, Bob is probably one of my favorite characters in the movie. Just, just no matter what Joker's down for, he's, he's there next to him with Bob? no enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a minute fellas. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, but no, I think this is probably the best part of the movie is that, is that scene. I, I, I have to agree that the Batmobile is beautiful. Um, and yeah, no, I, I think you're right, dude. I think that that's probably the highlight of the movie. Yeah, man, it's there's so much good in this movie, but that 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 chunk of minute, I think it's I think it's like maybe like seven minutes of the movie total um, is just it's it's just flawless. Yes, I think my favorite part of that whole bit is when he asks her, how much do you weigh? One hundred and eight. You definitely weigh more than one hundred and eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole like like I'm trying to math here, lady. I need honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I personally. um as much as, like I said, I don't hate this movie per se, but like, no, I'm Batman moment beats the one in this movie. Oh, that, yeah, that whole opening uh, uh, exchange with him and the two muggers, uh, yeah. where they give you kind of the fake out where you think you're about to see the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne, but you find out it's just kind of a, it's, it's, it's an homage to it. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, that, that I'm Batman, it's just, it's so, like I, the Christian Bales is fine, but yeah, this where he's just like, you're going to tell everyone about me. Who are you? I'm Batman. Oh, man. It's, yeah. It's something it's in the great. delivery. But you're being nice. I think Christopher Nolan wants crap. Oh, get out. <laughs> shut up. I hate. You shut your face. I mean, I like that scene. I just really wish it wasn't. He's crouched on top of a car. Telling it to. I just kind of felt like, man, it would have been cool if. He had said that to one of the guys, like maybe hung up. I don't know. I just thought that was not quite what it needed to be. But at the same time, uh, you know, that movie's great. So what am I really crying about? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, what are you crying about? Yeah. All right. So with this movie, we're going to get rid of, as we said before, we're going to get bit of, rid of Batman Returns. Now, are you Scorch Earth and redoing everything? Because I think that's what you implied earlier. Or are yeah. you keeping anything? Um. So I'm... I'm keeping the the principal cast minus okay. any basically anybody who survived 89's Batman is making it into this one. If they died, obviously they're dead. But if they survived the end of 89's Batman, I'm bringing them back for the sequel. Okay, okay. So that means so everybody, especially yeah. Harvey Dent. Am I right? That is correct. <laughs> All right. So do you want me to predict, or do you want me to let you roll with what your sequel is going to be? What are what predictions do you have, Matt? What 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 do you got? I just just the fact that you were talked about Billy D. Williams, I figure like this is going to be the origin of Two Face. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. You know, and you're not wrong. The I mean, I I give you a little bit that Harvey Dent isn't in Batman Returns because of what's happening, but the fact that he didn't come back for the third one, maybe he read the script and was like, no, I don't want to worry. With yeah. Jim Carrey, but who knows? But go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Did you? Uh, what, what's the storyline? Give me the story. All right. So we're picking up, you know, because uh, Batman Returns came out in '92, so three years later. So <laughs> That's I want right, to, folks. There used to be three years between comic movies, not yeah. four months. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to. I want to keep it. I want to keep that time frame still. So I want it to be the three years since Batman '89. Um, and basically, there's been a 
kind of a of with with Joker being gone and and by and by that Carl Grissom as well who Jack Palance played Jack Palance played in 89 um there's basically a a power vacuum in Gotham City for the last 3 years and all these gangs keep trying to rise up and and we're going to actually see where it's because it's teased in Batman Forever I want to have the Sal Maroni case going on we actually had us uh, you know in Batman Forever we briefly see this uh, weird uh, uh, news footage of Batman in the in the courthouse um, when uh, Maroney throws the acid on Harvey Dent's face. Yes, um, I want to have that trial, and I want to find a way to make Batman being there make sense. Um, so I'm bringing back Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. I'm bringing back Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, I'm even bringing back Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale. I'm actually going to have her have something to do in this movie. That would be good. Um, and namely what that's going to be is that her and her and Bruce's relationship is uh, tumultuous to say the least, but she's kind of doing one of two things. One is she's kind of letting him know she's kind of her, his, his, his person on the inside where she's feeding him information on things that reporters are tracking down, or maybe if they're getting close to him so he can, you know, and, and at the same time, he's, uh, helping get helping her get information that they can get to the public in in ways that maybe he can't. So building that relationship with him in the city, but also having still having the kind of building that network of uh, of of people helping him out in the city as Batman's been known to have throughout the years. No, I think that's perfect, especially because she did absolutely nothing in the original movie but scream ridiculously yeah, she, she does very little which is a shame because kim basinger is a, is a very good actress and it's a shame they didn't give her more to do but it is what it is um and i'm even going to go take the step too so dennis paladino is the one who plays sal maroney in that like two seconds of um of footage in batman forever you know what he was acting he was around at that time anyway at the time of batman returns so let's just go ahead and and have him play sal maroney I think Screw that's perfect. It. Yeah. Let's just let's have them in there to do it. Um, I'm and we're gonna have, you know, the big thing being because we saw that where they dropped the bat signal on uh, down uh for, for the city to use at the end of 89's Batman. So I want to have a lot of moments of Harvey Dent and Batman on the rooftop. They're trying to take down Sal Maroney. Um, but I want the I want the relationship to be kind of tense. It hasn't been a fun three years. Um, they, they aren't so much buddy buddy as it is. Um, you know, Harvey Dent wants he wants this info and he wants him to get this thing. And Batman somebody's like, look, I'm doing the best I can. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening in this city. There's a big power struggle going on. I can't be everywhere all at once. And we start to see a frustrated Harvey Dent starting to take things into his own hands and getting himself into trouble. You know, the long, the long Halloween hadn't come out yet, bro. You can't, no. <laughs> I can't steal the long Halloween just yet. I'm not, it's, it's a little bit of long Halloween, but it's, a, are you sure that didn't come out yet? No, what long, long, Halloween, come long out? Halloween is late nineties, late night, mid nineties. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, damn. I thought it was early nineties, but I will defend you in that. Batman year one does establish very much that Harvey Dent and Batman work together. Yeah. I mean, that's been a thing since the beginning of the time. Um, but 
the reason I'm bringing this up though, is because I'm wanting to keep Batman forever where it is. So the movie is itself is not going to be about two face. It's going to end with uh, Harvey Dent becoming two face so that Batman forever can still happen. See, that's funny. Cause I was actually going to ask you, are you inserting this between or just saying it's a completely new franchise? But I like that. I think that's really cool, especially cause you know, I love Batman forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm inserting this in between. So I'm just trying to get us to where, um, to where Batman forever is still going to happen. So what, what, what I'm getting at and, and yeah, I, I realize it does sound a lot like the long Halloween and I, I never really put the two and two together because I'm an idiot apparently. But the, the, what I'm really wanted to get at is, is I don't want there to necessarily be one um, overall big bad villain. You know, I want this to be kind of uh, more of a kind of like what we got with the Batman, which is more of a just focusing on Batman, where he's kind of his own worst enemy in some of this is just trying to figure out a way now that he's actually being, for lack of a better word, accepted by Gotham City is trying to actually make this work. Um, while trying to handle the mob fighting for power. And I want it to eventually lead up to where, you know, there's this huge systematic corruption thing that they're following that he's uh, uh, found out about. He knows there's an, there's an attempt on, on Harvey Dent's life coming at the trial. So now he's got to go in full Batman get up to get to fight his way through this courthouse to get into the trial room just in time to see what's going to happen with Harvey Dent. So that explains why was Batman in this courtroom because he was fighting his way in there. Cause he knew there was an attempt on Harvey Dent's life coming. Yeah. And they didn't have cell phones back then. So he couldn't just text him. Exactly. Exactly. He's, you know, he knows that people, everyone in this courthouse has been paid off. That's why when he's going through the courthouse, he's got people coming, you know, he's got people taking swings at him cause they're there to make sure that nobody can get in and uh and and interfere with what's going to happen and he's able to get in there and just you know basically make it to where he's able to partially save harvey and that he doesn't die but he still gets you know maimed and you know at the end of the movie he's going to wake up as two-face oh i I think that's really cool especially because you can do the slowly going through the the low level guys to get to that guy to capture him he goes trial and then who knows when that you know when that attempt on Harvey's life happens, maybe he gets away, you know, and Batman, the, the latter or the third act of the film is Batman tracing down um, or tracking down uh, him again. And now you've got, while that's happening, you have Harvey Dent trying to figure out what he's going to do and if he's going to go crazy and all that kind of stuff. Cause I mean, he doesn't have the coin in the first Batman movie. Right. Yeah. Even though he it, always had it in before that. So it'll be interesting to, to, to kind of maybe that's like some uh, what's that called? Um, physical therapy thing he has to do. Yeah, I really want to because we, we see we see this a little bit in the animated series where it's, you know, Harvey Dent and therapy um, and, you know, with the big bad Harv personally. So I'd love to see Harvey Dent speaking with a therapist or a psychiatrist i really want this to be a it's a batman mobster movie kind of like what we got with gob the first season of gotham the first half of the first season of gotham when it was good um and we can see that that thing with harvey dent where he's he's you know goes to see us he's having these problems these these mood swings what have you he's going to talk to a shrink you know he's you know the coin flip could even be something as far as um 
well, no, that's straight out of the long Halloween. I need to stop reading the long Halloween. Um, I was going to say, maybe they do a coin flip to decide how to handle something. That's literally what happens in the long Halloween. But. No, that that was Arkham Asylum. Now you're mixing your... <laughs> Are you sure? God. Oh, my God. There's so many. I read so much Batman. But anyway, um, yeah. There, But it, it, there's you can easily write in a, a plot device for him to get the coin. Um you know, it could be a because we've talked about how he's been, you know, having this anniversary. Maybe it's maybe it's the anniversary of him being elected DA. It's a gift from his wife. Um, you know, this two-headed coin so that he can always have luck. Uh, some kind of metaphor for that. Um, but ultimately, I want this to be a mobster movie, a la like The Departed, um, where it's we're dealing with the mob and rats, and we're dealing with informants and corruption on the highest level that ultimately leads to Harvey Dent being turned into Two-Face, which will then take us into Batman forever. Yeah, which I love. because I know you do. Yeah, we You're welcome. That. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. you having love for my, my thing. Now, do of we course. keep... Now, let me ask you this. Do we keep the same suit, or do we update the suit like they did? Um, I'd like to see a little bit of an update on the suit. I, I like the suit for what it is. Um, I wouldn't mind if... Um, you know, a, they fixed the, the, the bat symbol cause it looks a little funky with the feet, but, um, but you know, it, it's hard to say for the time because it's, it's, I love the suit so much. It's so iconic. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a costume designer, so if they <laughs> come up with a, uh, anything that doesn't involve bat nipples is fine with me. Let's just go with that. Anything that doesn't involve bat nipples is fine. I like the 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 Michael Keaton suit for what it is, so it doesn't bother me quite as much. Um, and I and I I know at one point there were talks of having Robin actually come in in Batman Returns. Yes, I don't need that because a I'm going to leave Batman Forever where it's at, and b I think I think Robin is harder to pull off in a theatrical sense than people give it credit for. So I'm. Um, you know, yeah. gonna let Batman Forever have Robin, but I'm not. You know, I'm not like I like Robin as a character. I'm not one of the ones who needs to see him in a movie. So, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. It, it, my thing is to bring back to bring Dick Grayson in as Robin, and not make it wow, Bat Bruce Wayne's a horrible person. It's got to be like a two film arc. Yeah, you I know? think I think Nightwing works works better in a movie sense than than Robin does, but it's hard to get Nightwing without Robin. So yeah, there's yeah, it's tricky. But yeah, as far as this one would go, as far as this uh this this sequel to eighty nine goes, I want it very mafia focused. I want it very corruption focused, and I want it really exploring the relationship between uh, Batman and Harvey Dent, so that when we get those moments in Batman Forever, they feel a little bit heavier and they have more weight to them. I think that makes a lot of sense. So, but no new cast, no new characters. You're just going to go with. Just gonna, I'm going to keep it the same as it is because honestly, for the most part, through these four Batman movies anyway, the only people who really change out are Harvey Dent and the love interest. The commissioner stays the same. Um, Alfred stays the same. I mean, the Batman's change obviously, but yeah. um, this would give a a much more dynamic sequel because with Batman Returns, is it just Batman Returns? Unfortunately, just it gets a little goofy at times it's goofy and it's overstuffed and it's one of those it's i think it happens with a lot of these movies is that the first movie is as comic book as the director is is able to make it yeah and then the second movie becomes theirs you see that with this you see that with um like hellboy 
where the first Hellboy movie is just steeped in the comic and the second one, you're like, oh, no, this is a Del Toro film now. Like, we've yeah. just completely gone away. And I think that's what happens with uh, Batman Returns is now Tim Burton is like, oh, I got to make sure this is all creepy. So yeah. you get that, in my opinion, horrible rendition of Penguin that makes yeah. zero sense. Well, um, speaking <clears throat> of Penguin, um, I do have some world building I want to do with this movie. Do it. I do want to introduce the character of Oswald Cobblepot, but not necessarily Batman, because what's going to the stuff that's going to happen with Harvey Dent is going to is really I mean, it's going to lead to, to Maroney's downfall, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I would like to have because there's still this power void in Gotham City is have a potential, you know, person crime leader coming in to fill fill the gaps or whatever and and i kind of want to have it be oswald cobblepot not the penguin as we know him yet but just as this kind of you know this this british sort of cockney uh you know short stout guy and i actually wanted to bring in bob hoskins to do that I think that would be cool, especially once you said Cockney and, and Stocky. I was like, I wonder if he's going to bring him in. But no, I think that would be yeah. cool because what I Bob Hoskins was one of the people originally considered for the role of Penguin in Batman Returns. Um, they originally offered it to Dustin Hoffman, which is weird when you think about it. That's but um, some of the names that they had for Penguin for Batman Returns were, were crazy, like Dean Martin, Christopher Lee, um, Alan Rickman was in there. Phil Collins was in there. Um, Okay. A lot of weird names, but Bob Hoskins was one of them. And I think Bob Hoskins, if you, there's a movie with Jet Li that I'm trying unleashed. Thank you. Where he plays kind of this, uh, cockney British mafioso type. And it's like, you know what? That gives me penguin vibes. And I think for, for the kind of story we're telling here, I think Bob Hoskins would crush it as a early, as a kind of early in his time as a crime Lord, Oswald Cobblepot. No, and, and I think what would, be, what would be interesting is if he somehow gets taken down in this movie, gets sent to jail. While he's in jail, he gets in some fight that deforms him, and you get him back in the fourth movie as the pending because of whatever happened to him in jail. Yeah, it's it, it, again. I'm trying to do some world building here. I think one, as much as I love Batman '89 and 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 kind of the world, the world of of these four movies always feels so small. It feels so claustrophobic and, and contained. And it's like, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Like, it feels like Gotham's like three streets wide. It feels like Gotham is such a small city. It's Gotham's a small city. And I think it's kind of, this is one of those things where, in my opinion, it's like, you know, they had no concept of a franchise. You know, they, I don't think they thought for a million years that first movie was going to do what it did. No, it was a gamble. You know, so now it's like you, you, then, you know, then it's just like, yeah. And then Tim Burton probably out of just, you know, spite. Did not continue anything. <laughs> or less, so. yeah. Well, so. the problem with Batman Returns is that is is you know Batman eighty nine was Tim Burton making a movie, but he still had they were still pulling the reins on him a little bit. Batman Returns is what happens when you let Tim Burton play in his own sandbox without supervision. Yeah. Um, when Tim Burton is allowed is left alone to his own devices, you're either going to get something fantastic or something that is kind of a goofy hot mess and that's kind of what happened with batman returns and when you look at what he was looking to do with superman at one point too again 
kind of the same thing. They were leaving him to his own devices and everything about that movie sounds like it was going to be an interesting watch, but a just complete fiasco of, of a mess of a movie. (laughs) So um, this is a way to just kind of keep it, keep it grounded, keep it, you know, not so much grounded, but, but just keep it contained, but still build the world around it while still having a small enough story that we can just kind of enjoy these characters. Yes. Totally. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and bring Tim Burton back, but just keep the, just hold the leash on him. Don't let him off the leash. Yeah. Cause that's how you get Batman returns. But yeah. I think, I think it would be fun. And again, it still lets the, the rest of it still lets Batman forever, forever live, which I don't think is as bad as people make it out to be. I think it's just kind of guilty by association with Batman and Robin. Um, and then this leaves you room to then eventually at some point get rid of Batman and Robin and put something else in there. So, well, and I even would say, given how dark a turn returns goes for them to bring it back out of that for forever can is a bit jarring. Like those, the tone is just so completely different. So if you don't go quite that dark, like what you're talking about, it's not as jarring to kind of switch to what happens in forever. Oh, yeah, because in Batman Returns, Penguin should have bites a dude's nose off. It's yeah. it's a dark movie. Um, you know, I mean, within the first 20 minutes, Catwoman gets thrown out of a window. You have a supermodel thrown off the top of a building. We have children being kidnapped out of their beds. We've got Danny DeVito <laughs> bleeding from the mouth. I mean, it's just it's a dark movie. Penguin, don't you think that's a little blam? No, I think yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then whatever the hell christopher walken's doing in that movie christopher walken <laughs> is the one thing in batman returns that is some that like he is the most tim burton thing in that movie it's like tim burton sneezed on christopher walken and he turned into that that is just a i don't know what t- christopher walken was doing i don't know what was going on with that in that movie but the less spoken about that the better uh completely agree but i hope that deck he built with that money looked really cool sure (laughs) sure um but yeah and i'm also going to leave the title the same we can still call it batman returns because that's kind of what it is um because it's batman returning to to what he sought out to do which is clean up the city and he's trying but after three years, he's realizing he is maybe bitten off more than he can chew. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Plus, it just kind of fits. It was the 90s. So Batman Returns just kind of it's a 90s title. It works. It, it fits perfectly. I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> so right, I'm, sure, I'm sure lots of people got problems with everything I have just said in the last 30 minutes. So, you know, let me have it. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> You're the only person whose opinion I care about. There so. you go. The only thing, the only thing that that makes me sad is missing Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. But you know, I know, I know, but we can put I, her somewhere. I love Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I want to be clear, but again, it, the the portrayal, while it was amazing, was so Tim Burtony. Yes, that it that just for what I want to do, it wouldn't work. Um and. I even considered, I was like, I wonder if I could get the Sean Young Catwoman. No, let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. That's uh, if you get if you, Google that story, kids, that's a fun story. Oh, that that was insanity. But yeah. 
All right, brother. Well, if you got anything, if unless you got something else, I think we could close this on the new redo of Batman Returns, telling the the story of Batman and Harvey Dent taking out crime lords, and unfortunately ending with him becoming Two Face. Absolutely, and I want to know what you guys think. So hit me up on Twitter. You can find me on there at Mister Mike Shea. You can find me there at Mister J Ninja. And until next time, we'll be back with another episode of We Are the Batman. Same Bat Podcast, same Bat Podcast channel. Till next time, guys. Bye.